All right, everybody. Uh, this is Mark. Welcome back to another episode of Casual Nonsense. Uh, with me again today is the wonderful Mr. Tim Wonder. Uh, before I let him say hello, be sure to click, like, share, whatever your favorite flavor is, whatever you're listening to. Uh, we appreciate your support of the show. Uh, Tim, you are the biggest fan at this point of the show, so I thought it only right to bring you back again. I appreciate it. How are you doing today? What's up, Mark? Back again. Yes, man. All right. Uh, how things been since we last talked to you? Things been good. Things been gravy, man. Just working. Just no travels. I, I got some travel coming up, but kind of taking it easy. Lately. Okay. Cool. Well, listen, we're going to keep it light today. Um, you know, you and I, as we mentioned previously, if anyone knows our history, if not, uh, we've had a lot of conversations over the years. That's right. Uh you know, comic book related. Mm-hmm. So today we're going to get specific. We're going to talk about some some Marvel Cinematic Universe villains, right? Uh, so it's my understanding you have a couple of favorites. I know? do. Okay. So let me preface this by saying, sure. For those who don't know me, I'm one of the biggest Marvel fans. Love Marvel comics. Uh, have my favorite superheroes. We can talk about that at a different time. Uh, but it's Spider Man. Spoiler alert. <laughs> um, and, and I really like. Their stories, like I really feel as though when I'm reading them or when I'm watching them, that I could see myself in this fantasy world where I could really save the day. I could really make a difference in someone's life. And so I have this real passionate love for Marvel, and I really love what they've done with the MCU as well. So you'd be, you'd be a hero, not a villain for yourself. Absolutely, you would yeah. save people. I could see that about. Oh you. yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm, and for nothing else, but I want the recognition. I want everyone to cheer my name and to put up. <laughs> you know, posters in their room of me. Yep, that's fair. I like that. Cool. Um, So, yeah, so specifically what I want to talk about is the cinematic universe. Like, comics can go a lot of different directions. So that's a a party for another day, right? So we'll talk about where the MCU started, John Favreau, the king of all things, uh, with Iron Man 1, which is... Obviously, you know, phenomenal movie. If you don't, that's not one of your top fives. I don't know what is, right? They had no idea it was going to blow up this way. It's crazy, right? Yeah. Um, so, so here's the problem we have. Uh, and this is one of the things we talked about offline before was, you know, sometimes Marvel has a villain problem yeah. where they're so hyped up on the superhero or the, the star of the movie. Like, who are they fighting against? Right. You know what I mean? And I find this problem too, like, not to veer off the subject a little bit, but this is something that bothers me. Um, I was re watching. Creed 1 and Creed 2, yep. right? So Michael B. Jordan, obviously Adonis Creed, uh, he's jacked, right? Dude's in great shape. So I'm watching Creed 1, and he's fighting this guy who, like, I'm in better shape then, right? Right. And I'm like, is, am I supposed to look at this and say, oh, yeah, he's definitely putting up a good fight here? Right. No, no, sir. So Creed 2, thankfully, they brought in Drogo. the dude that played Drago's son, yep. jacked, right? That's the Huge. fights I want to see, yeah. right? And then Creed 3 is uh, Jonathan Majors, same thing. So... I feel like they've corrected the problem. I want Jonathan Major's workout routine. Seriously. He he worked pretty hard for six months. Right. Um, I don't know what that is just yet, but... You know, I saw what he was a few months before the movie came out, and he was much smaller. And then when the movie came out, he was freaking massive. Ripped. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's what um, that's what Hugh Jackman goes through. Yeah. So he's doing it right now, getting in Wolverine shape. So it's not really healthy, yep. what they do, but, yep. you know, we appreciate it. You know? So anyways, uh, to get back on the road. Um, so... Marvel villain problem. There's a couple of good ones that I liked. Uh, what I'm going to do is I want to I want to hear yours. I want to hear what you're going through. Like what what's your on your mind, and then, you know, then I'll 
point counterpoint, whatever. I, I think yeah. I think I'm probably going to agree. You and I share a lot of the same tastes, right? So I'm going to go on. I'm going to guess here. I, don't, I haven't seen your list. I don't know. I'm going to say that I'm going to agree with three out of five. I think that's about that's accurate. the that's the I over so. under. I think so. Okay. Um, and I, I agree with you. I think that Marvel has had a villain problem in the past. I think they've done a lot of work to improve the villain problem, and so the movies between 2016 and 2019. There were some really good villains in those movies, in my opinion. That's the end of phase three. Yes, phase yeah. three. Yeah, that was a pretty good era compared to the first two phases for villains. But, again, there's still a bit of a problem. Now, I do want to ask you, are we only talking movies or are we also talking Disney Plus shows? Because uh, I got some... Yeah, no, well, I think Disney Disney TV shows count, Okay. Um, especially if they're connected. Okay. So, so we'll allow that. Judges? All right, judges allow it. All right, okay. let's go. <laughs> Um, yeah, so so how I judge a villain is by a few things. I judge a villain by, do I, I think the biggest one, do I actually fear them? Like, am I actually worried that we're not going to win this battle? Like, that that's part of it. Uh, and not just from a strength perspective, but also from an emotional perspective. Like, is this villain going to ruin my life? Like, am I effed now? Even right, if like, I what, win. Like, what's their motivation, right? Exactly. If they're a villain who's going to kill... For example, kill without remorse. Yeah. They don't care. Yeah, they're trying to get to the end of that tunnel. Right. They don't care who's in their way. Right. That's a villain you fear. But then I also really value acting. So yes. Marvel has been accused or criticized, I should say, of the characters bigger than the acting, and so people are going to see the character, but they don't really care about the art of acting. Um, and I think there's some merit to that. Uh, how the villain acts especially if i know these these actors the and actresses actors, yeah and i see how they come alive in this character i that takes so the their performance their exactly. performance as the actor exactly so i had three criteria right so i didn't tell you this ahead of time like i hid my notes from you so you couldn't see them one was um what makes a good villain the first question is what's their motive right right the second one i'd say how good was it portrayed by the actor which is what you just said so that was right on yep um, the third one that I'm thinking about, and this is kind of 50-50, uh, is how close to the source material are we getting this villain to be, right? And that's tricky. Interesting. It's tricky because if you didn't read the comics, like nothing's yeah. going to be one for one, right? right? Book, book to a movie, you know what I mean? So That's, a, that's an interesting one. I, I think I don't – again, I really love what the MCU's done. They've changed main characters. I mean everything about the person, just kept yeah. the name. And if they do a really good job of it – uh, I know some comic book fans really hate it. I'm, I appreciate the art. Well, I go to the movie for the entertainment. Yeah, you know, I'm not a. I mean, I'm a comic book fan, but I didn't grow up reading every comic book out there. Right. So to me, I'm not, I'm not a, a fanboy, if you will. Right. I kind of wish I was, but I'm glad that when I go step into one of these films, that I, it's it's entertaining for me. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'll start with my number five. Number five. Hit me. Um, my fifth favorite, and he's the, I want to phrase it this way, he's the worst of my five. And it kind of goes back to Marvel Phase 1, Loki. Loki. So, okay. yeah, controversial, I know. Yep. Loki is played by Tom Hiddleston, and he is a fantastic actor. Yes. He gets so much kudos. And I, sorry, I forgot to mention this too. If you can give a villain a good redemption arc, 
<laughs> well, that, that that makes him no longer a villain, <laughs> right? But you know, but being able to watch his redemption arc. So with Loki, it was over the course of several movies. Yeah, um, he was a bona fide, you know, villain in the first movie. No, yeah, uh, he no no no. He wasn't sorry. the main villain in the first in the first movie. He did turn out to be the villain, uh, but in the beginning, he was like family, so he was like yeah. friend and. He evolved into villain, and his motivations—the fact that he was adopted and he didn't feel enough love for well, his that's, father. So okay, that's it. That was his switch. Yeah. So in the first Thor, yeah, once he found out he was uh, whatever the ice family mm-hmm. or whatever he was, and he realized he was stolen, that's when he switched and he was like, "Hey, f you, Odin. Right now, I'm working for me." So that his motivation began at that moment. But you know, yes, well, even before then, it's not shown on the screen, but he was always second to. Thor and everything, and he. But then he found out why. He, yeah, finding out why was the, was the icing on the cake. It's yeah. really what made him tip. But he was heading in that direction, I believe, before then, just being uh, second in line to the throne, and you know, being weaker than Thor, and not having the accolade or the friendships that Thor had. Everyone thought of him as just this mischievous, annoying brat kind of guy. Well, he, you know, Loki has, and I don't know if this is the right way to describe it, but I was going to say he's got kind of like Napoleon syndrome a little bit. Yeah. Because he he was as long as his brother was a Thor, he's never going to be number one. Exactly. Right? So as you look at all his the movies that he's in, he's always trying to outsmart the person, you know, from Thor three, from yeah. even the the first Avengers movie when he was um, you know, I want to be king of Earth. Like or whatever. Yeah. It, the, I, he says it in the movie. There's no throne to sit on. Like what are you trying to do? And so he's well he has He's an incredible mastermind in planning. He didn't. Re- there's certain things we like. What? What's the end game here? Like, what were you trying for? Right. You know. But anyway. No. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, his. I I don't think he ever got as. I don't think he ever got as diabolical as we could have seen him get. Like, I don't think Loki is the most diabolical villain. Right. I think he's a smart villain. I think that he was a villain whose motivations I could. Uh, relate to maybe not relate to but i could understand at least or well empathize he, with and that gets back to when your reasons it comes down to the actor yes he's a great actor yeah they're not going to suddenly make him evil and start stabbing people in the neck right i don't know if he does that in the comics but i know he's got daggers or whatever yeah. but he's had a couple of different redemption arcs one of which was in uh infinity war yeah. where he finally he's like okay and that's when he supposedly officially died but yeah. now he's got spin-off a right. spin-off show and you say, all right, like, because he's entertaining for right. sure. So, um, all what, right, I, I what like I mean when they say diabolical is like, I was, I was never really afraid of him. Like, you know, Odin was asleep, and you know that's how you were able to. Uh, yeah, you didn't overpower get anybody. to the throne, right? You took yeah. over a metal robot <laughs> that right. did all the work for you. <laughs> like, I wasn't really. I was like, yo, if Thor gets his hands on Loki, he's gonna whoop his right. Ass. You're gonna snap his neck with the, <laughs> with the hand, right? Right. So he's a trickster. Yeah. Um, I like him at five. I think um, the longevity. I- I'll give him full full respect for that. Right. Cool. Um, my number four. Number four is actually Hela from Thor. All right, sticking, three. Sticking, sticking with, with Thor. Thor. Right. Yep. Um, especially because I didn't love Loki as a villain in the first. Thor movie, and then, gosh, the elves in the second Thor movie. Oh, God. Like <laughs> that doesn't I, exist. I went in with a really low bar. <laughs> to the third, we're Thor putting movie. that in the Rocky Five category, <laughs> right. right? Like we'll just pretend, right? You know, 
Although I watched it again, I didn't hate the movie as much, but I really hated the villain. Like the villain was truly the worst yeah, part of the Malarith movie. Malarith or whatever. Yeah, Malakith. Malakith, yeah. Yeah. Um and that's a see, that's a thing. He's a great actor. That was a wasted that was a wasted uh acting performance yeah. because and I don't know if it's the writing or just whatever. Um but anyway. Yeah. Um but Hella. I like Hella a lot. Hella was the opposite of Loki in that she pure, was pure evil. Yes. It's, I was afraid of her. I technically they didn't beat her. I mean right. they, they beat her, but they didn't beat her, beat her. Yep. <laughs> you know, they uh and, and not just that, she was also smart. She was a smart villain. She was an informed villain. Like she knew exactly what to do and how to do it. And she was persistent in like going down to the dungeon, knowing knowing exactly what she was looking for, knowing exactly if I open yeah. this portal to hell, I'm gonna bring people up with me. Like she knew more than the characters who he had watched live in this world. She knew more about their world than they did, and we watched them live in their world. And listen, I don't know how old she was in that movie, but she looked pretty good in the leather outfit too. Let's just be honest. Well, I mean, Kate, <laughs> Kate Blanchett. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you know what I liked about her too is she had uh, whatever the spikes that she threw about. Like she came out of her arms. She was menacing. Yeah, she was menacing. So I, I, I agree with her. Um, I. I might have her higher on the list, but let's let's see what else you got there. That's right, and we'll see. I I consider it, and you're gonna hate who I have over her. Okay, um, but number three, I have Ultron. No, I don't mind that. Okay, but you know my thing with Ultron is, um, and I'm not really a spoiler alert. I think he's coming back in the Armor Wars movie, yes. by the way, which I hope they do. Um, not to veer too far off, but initially Armor Wars was supposed to be a TV show, yep. and then they had a lot of the cover. And they decided to make it a movie, and because it became a movie, their budget increased, and now they can afford to get James Spader back. Right. So the rumor is he'll be back as the voice of Ultron, and I don't know how much of a role he'll have in this movie. Yep. But if you're gonna do Ultron, James Spader was the ultimate act of him, like unbelievable. I love I, James Spader. I loved it. I, loved I think it. we talked about Black. Did we talk about Blacklist? No, we talked about uh, the other show last time, uh, Ozark. But Blacklist is also <laughs> yeah. Blacklist is also on my list. That's of, a fantastic show yeah, because of him. Yeah, he's yeah. fantastic. So um, I, I liked him. It wasn't so much his motivation because he 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 was a an artificial intelligence, and so his motivation was based on just knowledge. It was based off of pure pure statistics and numbers and yeah. facts, and he was a villain who again, how are we going to beat him? Like you had to do the impossible. You you had to create an android to beat him. Right. But you couldn't beat him otherwise because he's just tapped into any everywhere. Why that's cool to me is just thinking about it from a technological perspective. And you and I both work in technology. And the idea that, you know, there's a central mainframe somewhere that all the world's traffic routes through and if you can access that, you can access anything, and there's really no limit. We we talk about chat GPT and all this AI that's coming up right now. There's really no limit to what it maybe potentially could do. That was really cool to me. Uh, I liked the second Avengers movie a lot, uh, a lot because of the villain. Not that the whole movie was the best movie or anything like that, but he definitely made that movie to me. And I think that they got rid of him too soon, but uh, I'm glad, like you said in the recent reports, that he's probably going to be coming back. So, I hope so. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you kill a computer. Right, right. So there's got to be, there's always a loophole. It's comic books. No one's actually truly dead. Right, right. And especially a mechanical robot. Right, <laughs> right. He's, a, he's an AI, right? Like exactly. He's gotta, so I don't remember how they'll probably do something with like, you know, part of his. Uh, I think what I was reading was part of his code is still part of Jarvis, 
Um, so, which is now vision, right? right? So when vision became white vision, um, and the WandaVision show, it like he, I think at the very end of it, he like gave, like vision gave him all his memories. He gave white vision his memories because he was in this phantom world or whatever. Uh, so now white vision's out there has all of regular vision's memories, which includes part of Ultron. Yeah. So there's your loophole, you know, and I don't want to get into any kind of time travel, crazy theories, but it's out there. Just accept it. And he can come back. Yeah, and uh, get mad at Mark, not at me, if uh, you <laughs> if you didn't want to know <laughs> what's going to happen in Armor Wars. I'm really glad that they're doing Armor Wars. Uh, I wish they could bring back Robert Downey Jr., but I know it would invalidate a lot of feelings and emotions for a lot of people, but Armor Wars is his movie. Like, Well, that's in, in the comics especially. We talk yeah. about the source material. The comics yeah. is all Iron Man. Exactly. This. So they're going to obviously change it around enough uh, where they're going to bring in, you know, they got Don Cheeto playing, you know, Rhodes, but... They also got uh, Ironheart from the Wakanda Forever. Yep, that's true. Yep. Yep. So she's going to be in there. Uh, it'll, it'll be good. I just, I hope that, you know, thus far I haven't been super impressed with a lot of the Phase 4 items to the point where I haven't seen Ant-Man yet because I'm just not dying to go see it. Yeah. Uh, I want to see it, and I will see it. I but, enjoyed it. It was an entertaining movie. Uh, okay. Again, not perfect. Um, but I think it's it's... Good enough to want to watch. Well, you mentioned earlier about the that window of Marvel movies from 2016 to 2019. Uh, I was opening day in all those movies, yep. right? So, and I remember we talked the next day. Like, we'd be Thursday night or Wednesday night or yep. whatever midnight show we could get to. We were there. I'll just stay up all night. Uh, and now I'm like, eh, I'll get there. You yeah, know? I was. I still watch every Marvel movie on opening, opening weekend at least. If I don't see it on the f- Thursday and I usually always see it on Thursday, but if I don't, then no later than Saturday. I'll do it for Guardians. Okay. Guardians comes out uh, on my birthday, which is uh, May 5th, by the way, if anyone's looking to Cinco send me Cinco de Mayo. Yep. <laughs> so I'll go I'll go see it that day, uh, and that's what I used to do, because the first Avengers, the second Avengers, they all came out on that date. So my wife and I, I would take that day off work. We'd go to lunch, go to the movies. It was awesome. It was a great, great birthday. So I may do it again this year. So maybe if you're around, you can tag along. We'll go do something. It's a May fifth is a Friday. Yeah, no. By the way, yeah, I'll have just gotten back from my vacation. So okay, well, we'll see. keep it going for another day. We'll I might see. still be in the sun. <laughs> I might still be in the sun, but don't worry. I will. I will have seen it wherever I am. <laughs> nice. All right. Um, oh, one more. One more villain. It's not a, on my villains list, but while we we're talking about armor wars, I also heard they're bringing back Justin Hammer. Uh, I, I heard that as well. Yeah. Yep. I hope so too because I love him as an actor yeah. and his character. Uh, yeah, is fantastic. He was cool. You know. Um, so, last thing on James Spader. If you haven't seen the movie, uh, I think it's Three Days in the Valley. It's not a super great movie itself. It's very. It was Pulp Fiction-y before Pulp Fiction because there's a bunch of different stories going on. But James Spader's in it, and he plays a pretty menacing villain. Um, it's got a lot of actors in it that you recognize. It came out, I want to say, somewhere in the 90s, but something to check out if you want to. Okay, yeah. Anyway. What's, what's it called again? Uh, it's like Three Days in the Valley. Three Days in the Valley, okay. Yeah. So, all right, so we got number five, we had um, Loki. Four was Hela. Three, Ultron. I'm holding I'm like holding my fingers up. I got number two, like two, <laughs> two more left. Two more <laughs> I'll left. learn how to count one day. So this one was hard, uh, really hard. I resonated with one a little bit more on a personal level. I know who your number one's going to be. If it's not number two, I know who your one is. But Yeah. I, my number one I resonated with a little bit more on a personal level. 
than I did number two. But okay. it was really like one A, one B. They were both fantastic. Okay. Um, my number two was Thanos. Okay. Okay. Uh, Josh Brolin. Thanos was a near perfect villain. That's that's a bold statement. Near a near perfect villain from many perspectives. I mean, he was obviously very menacing, but you one hundred percent could vibe with his motivations. Even though his motivation make like improb- you're probably a terrible person if you think like this, but I kind of I kind of understand too. So like when people were writing Thanos was right in the bathroom, I was like, uh, you know, yeah, this yeah you could squint a little bit and be like yeah, really unethical. And I'm sorry, I'm really not a, a serial killer, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's it's tough. We we live in a really crazy time and there are a lot of people that are suffering and there are a lot of people that are you know you wonder like why were they given life you know like this to 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 just suffer the entire time i feel like everyone deserves to live a good life and you know what he was suggesting seemed more merciful than what people have to endure and so uh i really rocked with his motivation uh i rocked with his idea of family um you know he they made him a really familial character and that's really that's really important because everyone can understand like a father-daughter relationship like oh he raised me this is you know i learned from this person that i i sought the approval of this person and everyone has somebody that they can relate to with that and he nailed it with every single one of those different things and yet at the same time i really they set the standard high when he whooped on the hulk in the ship because we've seen the hulk go crazy for 10 years and now you just used him like a toothpick and threw him out like that was <laughs> that was definitely something for sure that was nuts um, and but it was a nice display of his power yeah you know that he didn't necessarily need the glove to do it right but uh okay i don't i don't mind thanos i like really how they brought him um like the overarching over what 10 years worth of movies yeah you know and the i don't mastermind. know if they I don't know if they planned that from the first Iron Man. Probably not. But I think once they said, "Oh, this movie's great," here's they got something in the in their pocket ready to kind of unleash, right. and that's where they you know they got this plan in place. Um, so yeah, I liked him. I liked him in that sense. Um, I don't know if I related to him the same way that that you were just describing. Uh, I do think he's a menacing villain. I think Josh Brolin played him incredible. You know. But you're right. Like same thing. When you see it, I think it's in the in the was it the Hawkeye show where they like, um, you know, Thanos was right. Yep. I thought that's a fantastic touch. Yeah. Right. Because I think there's two sides to every coin. You know. Um, I don't know. Well, you remember what I said earlier? Like when I think about a, a, how a character can really mess up your uh, mess up your your day and mess up your your whole psyche, ruin your, you know, have have a deeper impact on you than just the physical impact on you, but the mental impact and emotional impact. When they went into the second, uh, into the second, uh, into Endgame, sorry. Yes. Uh, and they spent the first uh, act of that movie really showing you the aftermath and how people were affected. And you saw, like, Captain America in the uh, discussion group. or Yeah, the, trash all over the streets. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he really rocked everyone's world. And even when... Uh, what's his name ant-man came back and he was in looking at the the deaths and seeing his daughter like oh the memorial with all yeah the, the memorial yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, shoot and even in the black widow was the black widow movie yeah it was the black widow movie i think no it wasn't the black widow movie 
Talking about when uh, their sister came back? Yes, when when we saw her go and come back. That was in Hawkeye. It that was, was in Hawkeye. It was a scene from Hawkeye. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's right. So when they when they showed her uh, go away and come back and like how disrupting like you're in this person's house who is married and like it's a completely different. Yeah, that scene was actually really cool because yeah, um, I rewatched Hawkeye not too long ago, so that's how I know. Right. But uh, yeah, she's in there and she's talking to somebody and she's like, well, I'm just gonna run to the bathroom real quick. And as she's in the bathroom washing her hands, yep. all the scenery around her changed. Because she blipped five years in the future. Yep. It was someone else lived there, like everything. That was one of the best blips that they showed. It was cool. Yeah. I think the uh, Monica Rambeau one from WandaVision was pretty cool too. Yeah. She she just like faded into sleeping in the chair. <laughs> like, where's my mom? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so I think what they're going to do, um, not to veer off on the blip piece, but I think they're going to incorporate that into the new Daredevil show. Spoiler alert, potentially. I don't know if this is fan fiction or what, but the theory right now is that the part of the show is going to start off where Daredevil was blipped, but Kingpin was not, right? And that's how he kind of rose to power. He shows up in Hawkeye. Like, they're going to kind of touch those those points back together. And now he comes back, and he's like, what's going on? So now he's, hence the Daredevil born again title. So I think the theory was that him and uh, the Punisher are supposed to be back in this John Berthal yeah. Thankful. I'm so excited about that, by the way. But so anyway, that's what the premise of that. So as we were talking about the blip, I don't know how many more shows that we'll get to touch upon how the blip affected them. Yeah. Um, this may be one of the last ones, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I've intentionally tried not to watch anything about Daredevil uh, because ignore everything I just said. I admit, <laughs> <laughs> I may get lucky. <laughs> no, I've, I've intentionally tried to to not. Uh, I don't want to have any expectations, neither too much or nor too little. Did you love the Netflix show? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, okay, I that's... can't. I can't afford for it to be overexcited and it not meet my expectations. It, that's true too. There I was so many incredible fight scenes. Yep. in those things like that. The and one the that's the, yeah, and he's a fa- he's a fantastic actor for that. But the oh, I can't get past um, the episode uh, where it was the one camera shot. I think I don't know if it was when he was coming out of the prison. I don't know what season it was. And uh, it's awesome. It's uh, anyways. We're veering off the subject here. We yeah. let's get back to Thanos. Let's let's lay on that plane a little bit. Oh yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. So Thanos, um, I like him as number two. Uh, I might have had him as number one, okay. but I think that might be cliche because he was like the final villain for right. all these phases. Right. Um, so I know who your number one's going to be, but let's uh, let's say it. Yeah. Um, before I go to my number one, okay, I want to give a shout out to someone who didn't make my list. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll I, do I, some honorable mention after this. Okay, honorable okay. mention after. Okay, um, my number one is uh, Eric Killmonger. Okay, yep. from the first Black Panther movie, played by Michael B. Jordan. So, what did you like about him as a villain? So, the, kind of the same thing. So, first of all, I didn't realize how much of a villain he was at first. Like, it really, like, I knew he was a bad guy. He, he robbed a museum. Like, okay, he's he's somewhat of a bad guy, but I didn't realize how terrifying as a villain he was. Well, he was a war hero. Yeah, like his exactly. background, and I don't remember if if it was a United States hero yeah, or like United South States. Africa. I'm not really sure, right? Okay, I don't know if he was like a mercenary, mm-hmm. you know, but trained. Yeah, that's yeah. and every every mark on his body was a scar from someone he's killed. I believe yeah. they said. Yeah, so yeah, he. I didn't. You don't realize that in the beginning. In the beginning, he has the dread dreadlocks and he has his glasses and his jeans jacket, and he seems like who is this guy in this art museum? It's like, oh, shoot, he robbed this thing. And you don't realize who he is until as the movie goes on, he becomes more and more frightening. And I think that's so cool. I yeah, really, okay. even even when he killed um, Claw, Ulysses Claw, 
Yeah, that's true. He he shook him right down. Right. I thought Claw. <laughs> I really thought Claw was the villain of the movie. Oh, they brought him back from uh from the second yeah. uh, in Avengers movie. Yep. And I was like, okay, he's the villain. Nope, he's not the villain. That guy's the villain, <laughs> and he's way more menacing than uh, Claw ever was. So I I really enjoyed him. Now on a deeper level, again, I understood his motivations, and this might be for me as an African American. Uh, as a black person what he was saying is there are a lot of people in this world that are struggling that are under siege and persecution persecution that are hungry that are starving and we have the resources to help them and you are sitting here kind of on your high and mighty ignoring the fact that this is happening elsewhere in the world because it's too convenient and too comfortable for you that is a real world argument that people have um maybe not the exact same thing like we have as a country in africa that's uh yeah. you know sitting on a mountain of right. vibranium exactly <laughs> but uh i think that blacks in america and blacks in africa have have had a different experience depending on where in Africa, obviously uh, South Africa was pretty similar to the United States, but there's been a different experience. And so I think a lot of people from Africa come here and see America as this beautiful, like, Oh yeah. You know, look at the life that you can live here. You could be a King here. You can be rich. And a lot of black people who grew up in America, are like, Oh, America's is trash and America's done this and America's held me back and, and life in America is so hard. And I wish I could go here and two completely different experiences. And, I un be being a black American like Killmonger was, I I resonate. I don't hate America. Don't get it wrong. I right. love America, but uh, I can understand like you have all these resources. You should want to give back. One thing that I've always been a proponent of. I didn't grow up. I didn't grow up like ghetto or poor or anything like that. Uh, I grew up in a nice middle class family, and you know. But I always had a soft spot for like, you know, those who are doing worse than me, especially in the black community. And it's like, man, I wish that person could have an opportunity to come up. Like if I ever make it, I want to, I want to extend my hand down and pull somebody up to give them an opportunity, you know, that, that, that they normally wouldn't have. Uh, and not a lot of people do that. A lot of people get rich and get into the capitalist machine and, and forget about where they came from. Exactly. And, forget yeah. about the old neighborhood. Forget. About, and I'm like, man, that sucks. And so when I look at Killmonger, I'm like, you know, what? I I love that he maybe he had the wrong solution, but he had the right idea in mind. Like, we gotta not keep to ourselves. We gotta go and help out people all over the world. And I like that the movie acknowledged towards the end, like Black Panther was like, you know what? Yeah, he's right. You should. Well, be. So that's what I was gonna say. So that's a case where they did that in Wakanda because that was a tradition from. Um, T'Challa's father, right? Like the original T'Chaka. T'Chaka. So the original king, and then you know his fathers all before that. They were like, oh, let's protect what we have, right? You know, and that's that's just what they always did, right? Um, so I, I like how it ended, like you said, because you're right. The, I think what Ryan Coogler did really good in this movie was he created that that kind of that message, like that hidden tone of, yep. you know, you can kind of relate to that to yeah. a, to a degree. 100%. You know what I mean? Um, so I don't know. I think that. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't mind him as a villain. Uh, at the very end, he had the same redemption arc to watch the sunset or whatever, right. or the sunrise, or right. I don't remember which it was. Um, I was only disappointed that they didn't bring him back for Black Panther two. You know what I mean? They kind of um, did. Well, he, yeah, like there was, you know, <laughs> flashbacks aside, I suppose, right? Um, 
I just, you know, and I don't want to get into the Black Panther 2 and, you know, it wasn't a horrible movie, but I didn't enjoy it as much. Um, impossible but, shoes to fill. Say again? It was impossible to fill the well, shoes. Well, that's, that's what I mean. Movie. Like, yeah. yeah, Chadwick Bosman, I mean, that's that's a whole other show. I mean, that dude is just incredible, right? Yeah. Um, but Rest in peace. So with, yeah, so Killmonger is a good choice. I didn't mind him. Um, I didn't find him. I wouldn't put him as my number one, but he was definitely on my top five. Yeah, he was one or two for me. Um, Thanos was probably a little bit more uh, menacing or more well, intimidating. He's, he, Thanos is also more of on a like a universal scale, not just yeah. one town or not one town, but like one like yeah, like Killmonger. Eventually, if with vibranium in his hand, he's a global threat right. or whatever you know, or helpful whatever it is. Because, but like you said, like he to go back to your Spider-Man reference. He would have the great power, but he wouldn't have the responsibility. Right. So on one hand, like you said, his argument is you have all these resources, you're not helping, but that's how he feels today. You put that power in his hand, kind of like if you put power in Loki's hand. Yep. Are they really going to do the right thing? Like, right. Like, so when Captain America becomes Captain America, he's a good person to start with. You know what I mean? So you give him power and ability, uh, and then he stays that way. That's the whole premise of the, the serum, right? Right. But you take this guy who's already angry. He's whatever, angry at his uncle or his dad or whatever the case is. Um, you give him that power at first. He's like, oh, yeah, we're going to do this. But then the, once you got a hold of the weapons and a taste of the power you get, hence the villain. Right. The villain of him comes out. Right. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I hear you. I, I think that, again, going back to understanding his motivation, but then also the, the lasting impact he had beyond just the physical impact. Like, oh, yeah, he, he whooped on T'Challa and, yeah, he sent – uh, weapons out like although he, he didn't really get the weapons out but he left the impact as far as like no more heart-shaped herbs at least for the time being you know uh, no more black panthers in the future uh, you know really left the country decimated to, to some extent and yeah. uh, I think he had a lasting impact and even on the main character T'Challa changed him fundamentally changed T'Challa as a result of what opened his eyes yeah because he didn't know how ignorant yeah, life was outside of yeah. Wakanda. That's impact, you know I mean? but that's impact is yeah. what I mean. So, yeah, that's that's why I had him as my number one. But I understand that most people won't. But it was personal to me. No, I dig it. I yeah. dig it. Awesome, man. Uh, all right, so we got Loki at five, Hela at four, Ultron at three, Thanos at two, Killmonger number one. That's right. All right, standing on it. All right, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that list. Uh, when I was going through, I didn't list mine necessarily in order, um, but I think all five of those I can respect. I think the if I was to take anyone off your list, I think it would probably be Loki. Um, so I'm glad he was only number five and not yeah. much higher. Yeah. Um, so I'm just gonna buzz through a few names here. Sure. Uh, I think some of these are why Marvel has a villain problem because they're not super duper, and we don't have to get into everything on them. But there was some that were very entertaining on screen, but then there was some that, to use our criteria, if they're not menacing enough or um, you know whichever. So I was just kind of I went I was going in order. So the first one you have uh, Obadiah, right behind the scenes, the first Iron Man. Um, he didn't start out a villain. He only really became one. Well, no, that's not true because he was trying to kill him from the beginning. Yep. So uh, I guess he was just kind of an ass right <laughs> right from the beginning, right? So money hungry, power, whatever. And once he figured out what Iron Man could do, now he wanted that, you know. So. He's not on my list, by the way. I'm just going through these names. That's um, I think where Marvel really wasted a good villain was with Red Skull. I think Red Skull was one that they could have dug deeper in. 100%. And 
the problem that they did is that they stuck him in Captain America, which took place, what, in the 40s, I believe? Mm -hmm. So what do you do with Red Skull? I mean, at the end of that movie, he got sucked into the Tesseract, you know, so you you just gave you out right there. Like, spit him out 70 years later like you did Captain America. Like, that would be super cool, you know? But they didn't. I mean, they got him a little bit when he was on the Soul Stone piece. And it was a different actor. Different too. actor, yeah. uh, who did a fantastic job, yeah. by the way. Uh, Hugo Weaving didn't want to play him anymore, so... Right. You know, whatever. With limited material, he did good. Yeah, I mean, for for what he was in that one movie, he was fantastic. Yeah. And if he was in multiple movies, I think he would have been higher on a lot of people's lists. Hundred percent, right? Um, Abomination, Hulk movie. Eh. You know, if they did more with him, and I don't know if you watched the uh, the She Hulk show. Unfortunately, <laughs> not a fan of that. Okay. No. Uh, so he's not really on this list. Um, I actually liked. Uh, Aldrich Killian from Iron Man 3. Okay. I thought that that had some potential of what he was doing with his, you know, fire. What was it called? The, uh, I don't remember what that. Yeah, I know what you about. The combustible, whatever. Yeah, it like, it's like, yeah. it was nice, but it was like, eh, okay. It reminds me of Mark Wahlberg. Um, uh, I don't know if I'd say that, but we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> Big fun of Mark Wahlberg, man. He's my guy. I know you're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so uh, Yellow Jacket. I liked Yellow Jacket. Um, again, his motivation, money. Um, power, right? Which I guess maybe that's most villains. I don't yeah. know. Um, you could just say Hydra in general could be a, a pretty okay, solid I, I choice. I thought about that. I wasn't sure if that was, if that was cheating. And I was, that was a part of my honor men- honorable mentions. Because that, that kind of spider web through a lot of different things. Okay. Um, I know that you watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. at the mm-hmm. time too, so it bled into that phase. So that could be, that could definitely be something. Um, another one I was disappointed with was uh, Ronan from the first Guardians. Um, I liked, I love the actor that played him. Lee Pace plays Ronan, right? But definitely no material. Like he's almost in because of how poorly it was written. He's almost in the Thor two category, which is right. unfortunate because you took another good actor and you didn't do a whole lot with him. He stood right. on a ship and swung his hammer once. You know, it's like I actually ah. liked him better in. Um... In the Captain Marvel movie. The Captain Marvel, right. Yeah. I'm glad they brought her back for that. Yeah. And I thought that maybe gave him a little more redemption, yeah. but still not enough. You know, you had an opportunity to do something good with this right. good actor, right? right. Um, on the same on the same line of Loki, you could say Winter Soldier, right? Fantastic villain yep. in, in, his, in, uh, in Captain America 2. Redemption arc, now he's there. I just like him as a character. Right. So I don't know if he's villain, villain. The, the reason I... He was my other choice for number five. And the reason I didn't put him is because him by himself without Hydra. Okay, yeah. Like, he, he depended... Like, he... It was him. He was the villain, but Hydra was the villain. He's not a mastermind. Him. Right. He's a weapon. Exactly. Yeah, and that's exactly what he is. Yeah. Like, he's just... Yeah, he's... And that's your, what kept him off of my list. Okay, yeah, I like that. Um... One I'm surprised you didn't have, I touched upon him a second ago, Kingpin. Kingpin would be someone from the Daredevil show. Uh, he was in Hawkeye. He's coming back in the Echo show, and he's going to be in Daredevil again. Yep. I love, uh, I'm going to say his last name wrong, but Vincent DeFranio? D'Onofrio. There you go. Well, awesome. Like, totally awesome. Love yeah. him as an actor and anything he's in, yeah. even in Men in Black, right? So, but good, solid, solid, solid spot right there. I definitely didn't. I didn't put him on my list because I thought we were only talking about MCU. Okay, so and right. so we he had limited material in MCU. He was only in Hawkeye for a couple seconds, and it was good, but you know, 
it's not enough body of work for me to say they put him over the other five. Now, if we're taking all of the, I'm, I'm counting stuff, the Daredevil. Oh, I wasn't counting those. Okay. I was only counting the MCU. All right, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, either way, he would have been he would have been borderline. Like he, yeah, he, I think I think he's going to become a better villain. If we did this a year from now, he might finally make your list. Exactly. Depending how that Born Again show comes yeah, out, right? Exactly. Um, uh, Zemo, eh, from Civil War, right? Like. Mastermind, yes, but not really menacing. He's just, yeah, you know, he triggered Winter Soldier right. and then, you know, framed some people. Right. You know. Um, Ego, I thought was pretty good from Guardians 2. Um, little goofy with the outer space thing and he's, he's like a him. planet. Like, it was probably kind of hard to follow. So he didn't, he didn't make the list. Mm-hmm. Um, I like, only because I like Michael Keaton, uh, the Vulture, and No Way Home and Spider-Man. Um, villain by circumstance, if you will. Yeah. Right. He didn't mean to be a villain. Right. He's like, well, I, I'm taking these things because this is my business, and then he got kicked out of the business or whatever, and he's like, well, now nah, I'm just going to steal it, yep. and I'm going to use these wings. Yep. So he's not killing the kill; he's just protecting his family. Right. You know, so not really a typical villain. Uh, did you like Namor? Yes. So he was my next number. Uh, sorry, my next honorable mention. Five like B. <laughs> so Bucky was my. Uh, my first honorable mention, and then Namor was my second honorable mention. Okay, uh, we only seen Namor once. I'm excited for what he's going to be more than I am excited about what he's what he was. He was good for that movie. Um, he was a good emotional villain, uh, and he was strong. I mean, he 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 was cool. It was cool to watch him when he flooded, uh, when he flooded Wakanda. Yeah. That was an awesome scene. Uh, that being said, his way of doing it is. It's again, it's dependent on the size of his army, so the people he has with him. So that was part of the thing that made him menacing is that he had an army. You know, his he didn't he didn't mow through anybody. He no, but his motivations weren't, hey, I want to conquer the world. He was get right. out get out of my ocean, yeah. stop trying to steal my stuff. Right. Not that's, whatever. I like that for him. Yeah. Yeah. I like that about him. But yeah. you know, he, he wasn't mowing anybody down, like just seeing him in combat, like you know, he was cool. He could fly and jump and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, but he... Well, he's a mutant, is he not? He's the first mutant. He's the first mutant. Yes. So this is the lead into the X-Men, which is yes. which I enjoyed. Yes. Um, I didn't count X-Men movies either. No, no. Okay. I didn't I didn't either. Because they're not technically part of the MCU yet. So going right. forward, they will be. Yeah. But um, I'm surprised you didn't have Scarlet Witch on here. She's another one that... Ooh, menacing one. if she wants to be. So she was the, you know... Pretty much a villain in Doctor Strange too. Yeah, that's a good point. But she was, you know, hero. Like, well, she was, you know, angry, got yeah. powers, became good, somehow lost all her Russian accents from the first movies, <laughs> and then comes towards the end, and then, you know, so. Slovakian, uh, but I think Slovakian she became an accent. By I, the way. Slo- Slovakian. What was it? What was the? Uh, yeah, something like yeah, whatever yeah. that that made up town was. Yeah, right. Sarkovian. Sarkovian. There you go. Yeah. Her Sarkovian accent. Um, and I think, but she went from, you know, angry. To bad, to good, to bad, and then I think she—I don't know if she's redeemed at the end. I'm not really sure. I guess we'll find out next yeah. time we see her. Um, and then the last one, um, I, another one I thought you mentioned this when we talked at one point was Green Goblin. So Green Goblin coming back, Willem Dafoe coming back. I mean, masterful performance in the last Spider-Man movie. No, completely forgot about him. You're you're absolutely right. I I freaking loved him in that movie. He yeah. was perfect. Um, I hope I'm not blending too much of my knowledge of him from the Sony Spider-Man movies with, uh, what's his name? Tom. Tom. Uh, no, not Tom. 
Yeah, no, Tom. The new, the new Spider, the latest Spider Man. No, not Tom Holland. Uh, the the first Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire is his name. Okay. Uh, I hope I'm not mixing up my experiences with the Green Goblin and Tobey Maguire's movies and muddling it up. But he was absolutely awesome. And I, I, in the newest one, yeah, in the newest one, and yeah. all of them, he's awesome. But uh, in the first Spider Man and in this one, he was awesome. But I feel like what makes me love him so much in the No Way Home movie is that. I thought he had actually completely changed. Like I had an idea of him and then they convinced me that he was different. And then he came back even harder. I'll tell you what, he fooled time. me. I was yeah. like, oh, he's a good guy now. Like, yeah. okay. I'm like, which one of these guys in the cages are going to be the real bad guy? Right. Right. And then he flips and I'm like, oh. I believed it. I was fully. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's an awesome actor because he, because I think he, he could be that crazy in real life and yeah. I'd believe it. Yeah. You know, so I haven't really seen him do much of the stuff. I mean, maybe platoon or you know he's i mean he's been a lot of other movies i don't want to disrespect him in any yeah. way but i've seen him a lot of movies i just don't have him off the top of my head and uh yeah i see him being that cuckoo in you're life. right I can, I, that one slipped my mind you're 100% <laughs> right. i love willem Dafoe. nice he's 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 not loki's off the list and i'll figure out where i'm putting him later but he was right. great last uh last question for you is um i was going to start off with this question but i wanted to get through your list first but um if you could have taking Taking the gloves off, right? Any over any, whether Marvel, DC, TV shows, anything else, you get one superpower. One superpower, not like oh, I want to be Superman and I want to, I want to fly and have laser beam eyes. Like no, you pick one superpower. What would you have? Like you, so you wake up tomorrow. It's a full moon. Whatever. We get an eclipse and you've mutated. So tomorrow you wake up with an ability. So I'm an X Men. Sure, <laughs> sure. You you mutated, but. But it doesn't. You don't have to just choose only from X Men. You can choose from anybody. No, yeah, that's fine. I'm taking uh, Jean Grey. You're taking Jean Grey. Yeah. You want the the ability to manipulate lines, minds, manipulate mi- yeah. become the Phoenix. Like she's a yeah, class five mutant. Whatever. Yeah. She's killing whatever she I'm wants. Taking Jean Grey. Yeah. Okay. I like that. I really don't see how I can lose to be like. She shouldn't have lost in Last Stand. Like that. That's no. That was a cop out. Exactly. It was a cop out. She yeah. she really can't lose. Especially with if we talk about the Dark Phoenix too. If you want to talk about Dark Phoenix, Jean Grey. She, in the comics, she's yeah. The, yeah. Her, her power knows no equal. There's there's no yeah. I'm taking Jean Grey. Okay. Oh sorry. Uh, well, that's why I meant her power. Of course. Yeah. Um, do you ever watch a TV show called Heroes on NBC? A long time ago, but I was like I I don't like I didn't watch it consistently. I saw it when it was on. I don't like okay. really know the storyline. So like so I watched it when it was out. It was on once a week. And NBC at the time did a um, a graphic novel once a week that yeah. kind of coincided with the shows, and it it had a lot of B characters, mm-hmm. kind of the off the screen characters. Like the, like it wouldn't take the main characters; it would take you know if one made an appearance, but then they weren't in the show anymore. They were in the comic, so it was really it was really cleverly done. And this was before any comic movies were out. I want to say maybe the first Spider-Man because that was what 05 or 06 or yeah. somewhere it was before 06. Iron Man 06 yeah. so, all the Spider-Mans well some of the Spider-Mans and the X-Men had already come out by then okay alright so so the hype was starting right it was there maybe I think the Blades were out or at least the first one right yeah. so in the show um, there was a little kid in that show that could talk to machines very much like the Ultron that you were getting that okay. so when you were saying that I almost brought it up because um, and that's exactly what I would do I would wake up if I could talk to machines and maybe I'm biased because I, I work in the IT field, right? <laughs> right? But think about if you could talk to any machine out there. If it's on a network or a Wi-Fi, you could just control it. Kind of like if you're Jean Grey and you're controlling my mind, well, 
I'm controlling your technology. Now give me Cerebro. I can control the whole world at one time. That's crazy, right? You're crazy. So that's what I would choose. Uh, I don't need to fly. I don't need to be invisible because that's creepy, right? Uh, do, you, do you watch The Boys, by the way? Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's different. That's another stuff another, for another day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, listen, uh, this was fun, man. This was, a lot of, this was a lot of fun. We went through a lot of different things with Marvel uh, villains. And, th- and that we only touched the villains. Like, we didn't get... We got we touched a little bit on the movies, but... Uh, for the most part, this was uh, this was cool. Yeah, I enjoyed um, this, man. Awesome. Well, Tim, thanks again for coming by. Uh, always a pleasure. This won't be your last time. Um, Hope not. So, nope, no, nope, you're you're we're gonna, we're gonna stick with you. You know, awesome, nice. All right, everybody. Well, once again, um, you know, if you've made it to the end here, uh, click like, share, follow, all that good stuff. And um, you know, we appreciate you listening. And um, stay casual. Yeah.